just hear those sleigh bells ringling, ring, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you who. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. <laughs> um. Also, you know what I just realized? I'm like, I love listening to how long you let the intro go because sometimes you're like, okay, go. Like, just, it's, it's over with. It's done. Just hurry up and do the intro. So I'm like, he must be feeling good today. It went a little bit longer. <laughs> oh, look at that. I didn't know we were um, judging my mood based on the length of the intro. Oh, welcome back to that Park Life Podcast, everyone. I'm your co-host, Beth, here with my boy. Greg, by the way, is Greg. it snowing by you? Is that why you chose let it snow today? No, it's just it's Christmas time. Oh. Um, it is very windy here. I will say that it's like sixty-five okay. degrees, but it got really, really windy today. We were um, we just took the girls for a walk, and um, well, I say the girls, we took Winnie for a walk, and then the neighbor up the street, um, they're out of town for the day, so I grabbed their dog. But it's very windy, very, okay. very windy, but it's still kind of hot. It was kind of hot where we were for Thanksgiving, so I was kind of not. It's not my favorite when it's hot and ready for it to be cold. But anyway, you got lots to talk about. I can't wait to hear about all the things, all the, di- yeah. all the Disney things you're doing for Thanksgiving. We Speaking talked a little bit on the, little wait, chat about it, but. What? How did you say the holiday? Say the holiday again. Holidays? No, what holiday just passed? Holiday. Did I say Thanksgiving? What did yeah. I say? You said it. You said Thanksgiving instead of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. And it's, I, Thanksgiving. I think it might be a Southern thing. Thanksgiving. Neither one is incorrect. Just <laughs> interesting. I didn't realize it was a thing. Well, now. Thanks. It's like saying. Thanks for uh, now making me It's like me saying feel Halloween versus Halloween, right? It's like different. It's a little bit different. Thanksgiving versus Thanksgiving. How do Thanksgiving. you say it? How do you say Halloween? Halloween. Halloween. Thanksgiving. Instead of Halloween. <laughs> it's a distinct. It's really. Anyway, who cares? So Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we spent Thanksgiving over at Trails End, and it was not a holiday-specific menu. It was their, I'm going to say, traditional menu. And mm. we haven't eaten there this, um, since they've been doing their all-you-care-to-enjoy um, experience, right? Or skillet experience. It's not a buffet, right. but they bring it out to you. family style. That's what I meant to buffet before? Is that right? It was buffet. It was right buffet now, buffet. the space for the buffet is being used for their uh, quick service. So, like, when you order quick service from P&J Southern Takeout right next door, when your food's ready, they put it out on what would have been buffet space. So, like, that's, like, their pickup area. So, I don't, I guess maybe they're just never going to go back to buffet. I don't know. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Do you say buffet or buffet? (laughs) (laughs) Buffet. A couple of notes about uh, Trails End. One, it's Mm -hmm. over at Fort Wilderness. We've been talking a lot about Fort Wilderness. I'm very well aware of that. I don't have any stock Listen, in that resort. I love Fort Wilderness. It's on my bucket list. Yes. Um, but we like just doing stuff over there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing. I just like about, the West. Like I like out west. I like the mountains. I like the okay. Rockies. I love some good timber trees. Um <laughs> I, like, I like a good timber lake. Timber you know, lake. No big deal. Um, so that's why I like I think that resort, because I'm more about being in the mountains and being out west. Okay. And that's kind of what it reminds me of. So Okay. All right. I can respect that. Maybe other people are like, that has nothing to do with theme. <laughs> but, but in your mind. But in my mind, that's yes, how it makes me feel. You're set. And I love so, it. So uh, we had dinner there at Trails End, and um, the family-style dinner includes a skillet cornbread. So it's like a little like skillet pan. Is that redundant? Of cornbread. It's with honey butter. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Delicious. Like would have eaten Not the whole thing. Not everyone makes cornbread in the skillet. Ooh, it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, it came with a chopped salad, and the salad is, I'm going to say, pretty normal, although the croutons they have in there are cornbread croutons. Oh, yeah. There's no mm-hmm. such thing as too much cornbread on this dinner. It was cornbread, excellent. Cornbread cr- croutons, though, are like, to me, it's such a bummer. I'm like, <laughs> ooh, this is going to be a really good crouton, and I'm like, yeah, it's freaking cornbread. It's like not the crunchy <laughs> crouton that I want. Well, <laughs> like they're, a they're buttery garlic. Crunchy. 
They were? Ooh. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. A good buttery garlic croutons also good. That's what I want. I don't want a, I don't want a cornbread. Anyways. But the dressing was a warm bacon vinaigrette, and that's that's okay. what's up. Mm-hmm. It was good. Okay. The smokehouse skillet, so the actual like meat of the meal, um, was brisket, smoked chicken, pulled pork, roasted potatoes, green beans, buttered corn on the cob with um, two different types of, must- of uh, barbecue sauce on the side, chipotle barbecue or a Carolina mustard barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the one that I ate. Mm, good, because, good, good job. That's my I know someone from one of the two Carolinas. Yes, you do. And yes. their favorite is the mustard. <laughs> Ooh, it was good. So, um, yeah. Super good. Like that salad dressing, which is excellent. The cornbread, good. Honey mustard was my go-to. Um, and then it all fell apart for dessert. So Uh-oh. again, this is not unique for, for the holiday. Uh, we just happened to be there on Thanksgiving. So definitely would recommend the meal because it was $31.99 a person. And for Disney, for or for an all-you-care-to-enjoy, mm-hmm. if you that's can justify good. that price, feel like if you feel like you're going to get your money's worth mm-hmm. at any of the all-you-care-to-enjoy, that's a pretty good one to try. Yeah. Um, the dessert, though, they're these little, um, you know, like at, at the restaurant, too, like if you get a drink, they, get, they serve it to you in like a little mason jar. Like that's like their mm-hmm. style, right? So yeah. the desserts came in the same thing, and it was a sampler of desserts, and you get three. Um, I'm going to say it was like one sampler for every like four or five people, basically. So we got, I think, like four samplers sets. total between oh, the okay. 13 or 14 of us, whatever that is. Okay. So um, so one of the desserts, there, uh, it was a mason jar dessert trio is what it's called. One was a banana pudding. The other one was a chocolate mousse, and then the other was a candy apple pie. And the chocolate mousse, they actually had made into a s'mores that night. Um, I thought might be a seasonal thing, but okay. same thing. These are chocolate all cold? Mousse. They're all cold-based okay. desserts, yeah. Cause, um, and then they have a plant-based option that we also got for someone at the table that was a lemon and blueberry. So it's basically like the lemon filling you'd get in like a lemon pie, and then um, like, like blueberries on top with a whipped cream on top. Almost the whipped like cream, by the way, had exactly zero flavor to it. Like, it was actually yeah. tasteless, which okay. was bizarre. Interesting. Um, but anyway, the desserts are meant to be shared, but they're not designed that way. So, like, if I wanted to share the s'mores um, mason Mousse. jar dessert, <laughs> which is kind of like a parfait, basically, if you're trying to picture it in your head, um, I had to, like, scoop some out and put it onto my plate. But there are layers. So, like, I was trying to get all of the yeah. layers out, and, like, you can't. It's just a, It's just a strange thing. So, I... I feel like they should really just be doing individual one, like shot glass size, and give everyone, right, like, like give every very, single person all three. Right? This isn't very COVID friendly either. It's like, yeah, you think well, they'd be like, like, okay, we need to do smaller, whatever, so that everybody, so we're not, everyone's having to like double dip in those glasses. Yes. It's just strange. And like, you know, obviously we're all family, right? Um, right. But still, some people are like, no. Like, Doug would be me. like, uh, hell no. No, that's me. <laughs> so, uh, especially, no offense, I was, we were there with kids, and like, you know, kids are gross. Um, Kids are great, but they also are germy. So, like, I don't want, yeah. you know, I don't want any of that in my food. Um, don't hate me. I don't hate kids. Just want to be yeah, clear. Yeah, like, it's just a fact. Like, kids are yes. germy. I mean, I yes. don't, it's so, not like, we're not saying that your kid's gross. We're just saying kids are I mean, germy. chances are we your were, kid's probably gross. When we were little, we were all germy and gross. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still eat my boogers. So, I get it. Um, I get but it. anyway, uh, just the desserts, it was just downhill from there. And yeah. they weren't really that good. That weird, like, so, mm. aside from them being, like, oddly displayed or presented oddly presented um i just weren't that good like they weren't like i couldn't even tell you what the flavors were in them even though mm. they described them to me so bit of a letdown but the rest of the meal was good so just take that as um greg's outlook yeah greg's perspective 
on the Trails End dining experience. Were there other things that you could order? Because you know how, like, um, at Whispering Canyon, you could, like, yeah. order a milkshake if you wanted, but that's not what the what you get for dessert? Well, um, maybe not a milkshake. They had other, like, they have drinks and stuff, right? Because they have beer and mm-hmm. wine and non-alcoholic beverages as well. But there were no a la carte desserts. Okay. So, all in all, would you say that everyone liked it enough that they would go back and do this again or you feel like we'll probably do something different next year we'll probably do something different but i don't think that's necessarily a reflection of how everyone liked it because we've been kind of rotating like we've tried something new every year that we decide to go out so i don't know how quickly this will come back into rotation though okay if that makes any sense yeah this isn't a ohana type situation oh no that's like a hands down and don't worry we're going to ohana later this week yeah did they do anything special over there for thanksgiving that we know of I'm curious if they know. do anything special. I have, I have a feeling no, because they're like pretty set on their kitchen. Yeah. Obviously, it depends on what the kitchen can handle kind of a thing. Also, I feel um, like if I was going to go there, I'd be like, uh, where are my noodles and where are my wings and where, like, you know what I mean? I would want something different because I yeah. know like that's what they have there. That's what yeah. I'm going there for. So It's so heavily themed. I what if they were the like, same. we're not doing bread pudding anymore. It's cornbread pudding. <laughs> like It's like a cornbread version. People are like, what is this? I mean, I would try it, but I don't think I'd like <laughs> I would it. try it, but it probably wouldn't be good. No. Um, okay, so a couple of the things that are going on mm-hmm. um, this week. I I can't believe I discovered this new thing at Epcot that I'm sure has been around for a while. I think I may have recently mentioned, um, or maybe I didn't, I don't remember. We ate, we stopped at the, I don't know how to pronounce it, okay? But I always call it the Caramel Coochie because it's fun to say. <laughs> but I don't know if that's really how you pronounce it. But it's the Germany, it right? Spelled? It's the uh, K-U-C-H-E. Isn't it Kush? Could be. I feel like it's the Kush. other one's way more fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> I feel the, like our I feel like that's what our family would probably call it anyway. We'd be like the caramel cagey. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, great drag name. So <laughs> <laughs> especially if you spell it that way. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, um, you know that's the little um, stand that has the Werther's original caramel right in Germany mm-hmm. and all of their and a lot of their treats are caramel based as you might imagine based on the name but the thing that I got um, I swear that I've never seen on the menu before and it's the Werther's original caramel cookie sandwich and it kind of looks like a big like cake version of an Oreo Ooh, you know what I mean yeah. so it's like chocolate cake basically as like a bun if you will it's a, it's a sandwich cookie right or cookie sandwich so the outside was more of a chocolate cake than it was a chocolate cookie. And then the middle of it was marshmallow buttercream that was drizzled with the um, Werther's original caramel. Oh, yeah. And it was cold. Oh, I, it was ridiculous how good it is. Uh, it is $6.49, but it is so, 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 I can't believe, I cannot believe I've never had it before. So if you've had it before and it's been around for a while, let me know. Or maybe this sounds new to you and you're you're a seasoned vet. At Caramel Coochie. And you know that it's a new item. Let me know. Because I really don't know how new it is. But it was so, so, so good. I was trying to look up like a phonetic spelling of it. Okay. Let me see if this will play. Because it's it's the K and then the U with oh. the umlau. The um, is that how you it? It's Kucha. Oh, that's not fun. Yeah. Let me see if this one. Kucha. It's Kucha or Kucha. Okay. Sorry. Well, Sorry to break it to you. What a bummer. <laughs> Kucha. I'm going to go with mine. So anyway... um delicious just yeah. would that's like a 10 out of 10 now see if they serve that at the end of the trail's end i would say right. the whole dinner is a home run yeah right so good. <laughs> it's all about the dessert for you it is or uh, even if they had a good cupcake you'd be all about it right so i'm saying 
because even their quick service, I don't like their cupcakes. Anyway, mm. um, we did try to do the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Cosmic Rewind virtual boarding group. It was gone in one second. Of course. And it wasn't even super. The weird thing is like it hasn't been super busy this weekend. And I'm like not an amateur at getting mm. the virtual boarding. I prided my prided. I used to pride myself on getting like boarding group two for Rise of the Resistance. Like it happened so often. Even if you like, even when you were like redoing it, it still was gone that quickly. Yes. So yeah. I do the two device method where <laughs> it's like six fifty nine and forty five seconds, and then on my other phone, or if I'm at a computer or whatever, if I have like an old phone, um, I can watch the seconds go by, and then when it's at like fifty eight seconds, turning to fifty nine. Like, that's when you refresh, basically, so that by the time it refreshes, it's like seven on the dot. Mm -hmm. And then it never went from, it went from just the refresh button at the bottom to we're done. Like, there was no join. I hate that. Like, what? It was one second. Anyway, um, the lightning lanes, though, um, I do want to point out one thing, actually. So the the lightning, the individual lightning lane you can purchase for that attraction weren't going quickly. So, like, I don't know what Mm. was going on. But... Something um, that I noticed, and maybe it's not new, it could have been around for a while, but I never noticed, um, when you're doing an individual lightning lane for an attraction that's not included in Genie Plus, you can choose a time now, as long as it's available. But if you yeah. say, like, I want to go around 5, five o'clock, you hit fi- the 5 o'clock time, and it'll show you the times in the 5 o'clock hour, like how it used to be with yeah. the old Fast Pass Plus. Okay, so because that's in the very new. beginning, you'd get what you get, and that yeah. was it, right? Like, you were locked in. If you wanted to go later, you couldn't. You were at the mercy Correct. of when the thing even was. Even if you had, like, a... That was one of our big things, because we were mm-hmm. like, even if you have a dining reservation, you don't get to pick your time, so... Yep. So now you I can, as long as they're available, that. obviously. Say that again? I wonder when they added that. Like, when did they I slip that in without anybody knowing? I feel knowing? like it's recent, but yeah. it was really cool. I'll have to talk I know, about I don't know that. if it's for every attraction. I don't know if maybe that's just a Cosmic Rewind thing, but just FYI, you can choose yeah. the time. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't do it for all the other ones, too, that Who you're knows? paying for. Yes. Do we know uh, what the, like, what's the max pricing? Like, what was the pricing for Lightning Lane? Do you know? Um, I for think Guardians. it was up to $25. Yeah, no, no, Genie Plus. Genie Plus was twenty nine dollars this holiday weekend. It's back down to seventeen right now. Like today, it was seventeen, and I'm sure it's going to go back down to fifteen this week. Yeah. I shouldn't say I'm sure. I wouldn't be surprised. But over our Thanksgiving, like the le- days leading mm-hmm. up to and including, it was twenty nine dollars. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, I just remember something that I wanted to tell you on the Pat Chat. Maybe I should share it here. Yeah, <gasps> we have a theory. Doug has a theory. Okay. So, and this, because this is what reminded me of that, because we were talking about all the price increases and stuff. And he was like, you know, because we're like total conspiracy theorists. So we were like, what if, what if Disney used the pandemic basically to use Chapek, kind of like a patsy. And like the plan all along was to bring (laughs) someone in to like make all these changes. And then they would bring Iger back to like so that somebody had to be the bad guy right then they would bring mm-hmm. Iger back in but like not nothing really changes because here's here's the thing he's like now that they brought Iger back if like they're not redoing like undoing a bunch of the stuff that they've already done he's like i guarantee you that's what they did like that that's this was a plan. fascinating this was a plan all along that they were like all right this is what we're gonna do we don't like because everyone loves Iger. we don't want everyone to hate him and so we're gonna bring jpeg in he's gonna make all these changes Everyone's going to hate him, and then we're going to take him out. It's <laughs> an interesting concept. If, I don't know. Now, if they had done that in such a way where their stocks didn't drop, I would be like, hmm. Because mm. the, cha- like the, the chair people, the people of the, the chairs, the chairmen, the chairmen chair and women, the, the chairmen yeah. and women of the board um, probably lost some money over the past 
three years because of plummet. Pl- I want to say plummeting, but dropped stock prices. But it's a fascinating yeah um, thing, and I want to believe part of that. Because so. we were like, I mean, if they're not changing anything, like if Iyer's back and they literally aren't undoing any of the crap that they've just done that's mm-hmm. made everybody so mad, he's like, then what's the point? Like, what are we doing? Well, um, I. I don't know anything that you don't know, but yeah. I would bet that Park Pass Reservation System staying, Paid Genie Plus is staying, and Lightning Lane is—they're not going to just stop earning money, right? right? Like they're not going to give those but things like, up for free. But like even just the price increase, you know what I mean? I still don't think that's going to change. What that's I what do I'm think will change is um, how things are handled more internally with like staffing levels or money spent on projects, hmm. and how it seems like the focus for things was money as opposed to creativity. Right. And some things like the 50th anniversary, how that was celebrated, uh, more recently the 40th anniversary of Epcot, the plans for the expansion of Epcot from what was originally announced to then what was announced after the fact. There was like a sharp decrease in stuff and quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking stuff like that might change. Yeah. Like that's more likely to change going forward than um, paid lightning lanes and Genie Plus and stuff. Yeah. Just my thoughts. I don't know I that know. to be true. So sorry, sorry to derail that, but I was like, I remember I wanted to share that with you, and I forgot to talk about it. Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, okay. One last thing before we jump into our um, our big topic, which I'm excited to talk about because it's kind of like a, a unique thing for us, something we haven't done somehow in the past three years, is talk about top googled questions of Disney. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we were on Pirates of the Caribbean and Magic Kingdom the other day, and my sister, who's younger than I am by about seven years, um. So obviously I try to torture her as often as possible. (laughs) She didn't want to go on Pirates of the Caribbean or Splash Mountain for the same reason. She didn't want to get wet. And it was like kind of warm out, just like you were mentioning at the beginning of the show. Like it's still pretty warm out here. It's been in the 80s and it's still kind of humid for some reason during the day. It's good in the morning at night, but in the day it's still hot. So we were like, shut up. You're going on Pirates mm-hmm. of the Caribbean. Like, it's going to be okay. Every now and then you get, like, you know, the cannonball Splashed. splash from the middle part. Okay, fine. It's not bad. So um, she sat between me and my mom. So she's like, she's, by the way, she's 30. So don't think that she's like, mm-hmm. you know, the small little kid um, or turning 30 soon. So um, she's literally like being a baby about getting wet on this ride. So. I'm telling her about how, you know, they take a picture on the right. And she's like, I don't remember that. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's look at the skull. It's going to flash. And then as it flashes, I'm posing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, as it flashes, I got this idea. I got a flash of an idea. I was like, I'm going to do it. So in between <laughs> the flash and getting down to the bottom of the boat, the bottom of the drop, which, by the way, is, I don't know, f- three seconds, if that, mm-hmm. I whipped open my bag, took out my bottle of water, poured water in my hand, and then mid-drop, I tossed it in her face, put the cap back on, tossed it back in my bag, and sat there with my arms crossed. And as we went down, she screamed, and she was like, ah, oh, my God, it's in my mouth. And she's like hacking it up. She's like, I'm going to get tuberculosis. And she's like flipping oh out about how there's gosh. boat water in her mouth. And obviously, I'm LOLing, right? I can't yeah. contain my laughter to myself. And then um, wait, we wait, get- Were we y'all like, in the very front? We were in like the fourth row. No, we were second row. Second row. <laughs> okay. So and I had so many questions for him. I'm like, first of all, why was your mouth open? Like, what were you doing? If you didn't want to get wet, why, why were you just like trying to catch flies? So uh, we like finally we were like down, like the, the drop is over. Yeah. Like an hour, you You're know, um, coming out into where the boats are, where the cannonball mm-hmm. explosions are. 
And I was like, okay, fine. I threw water in your face. She was like, what? I cannot believe it. She was like flipping out on me. And she was laughing so hard. She was crying. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I should have asked if you were wearing makeup. She's like, I am. I'm like, well, it's too late. Um, she couldn't. It, she was like, I swallowed so much. I'm like, oh my, I didn't even put that much water in my hand. Like, I don't have big hands, right? I just like You're toss like, a little I mean, water in I guess face. it was fresh water instead of it's not boat water. Ooh. So, You're like, believe um, me, you would have you would have tasted it if it was the water from this thing. That's the thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Blech. So that's my um, my little note for you all. If you're with someone who doesn't want to get wet, it's a great prank because it's dark and they can't tell. They can't see. Um, especially if they're being a big baby about it. So there's a little <laughs> just, a little way to torment. I was picturing you doing this to your poor sister. <laughs> was your mom like, what? Well, yeah, because she didn't know. I didn't. I didn't mention it to anybody because I literally thought of it after the flash, and like, and I worked in a flash. It was so quick. I've never done anything so quick in my life. Yeah. My gosh. Oh my gosh. I can't. I All can't right. with you. I can't with you. Yes. Yeah, so, um, you know, moral of the story: busy. Don't ever sit next to Greg on pirates. <laughs> um, you know, just staying busy in the parks. Later this week, we're going to the very merry Christmas party. We have a one night stay. Our the location of our stay keeps changing. Um, these tickets wow. for the Very Merry were originally for um, November, mm-hmm. but we changed because of Hurricane slash mm-hmm. Tropical Storm Nicole. At that time, we had a one a, a one night at um, Bay Lake Tower, mm-hmm. but uh, when we switched our dates, uh, our tickets, the uh, that resort not available. So um, I keep checking availability. It's it's uh, you know we're using our Disney Vacation Club member points, so we're seeing what's available last minute. But it's changed three times, so we're currently slated to stay at the Grand Floridian for the one night. So we'll see. Ooh. Could change. Could switch to Bay Lake Tower, Fancy. but um, that's a fun one yeah. because the next day is my birthday. Yeah. So we'll be uh, I'll be waking up in uh, in Disney World for the for year number thirty something. So that's, <laughs> so that's exciting. <laughs> 30-something, that is exciting. 30-something in my late 30s, which is sad. Yeah. Sad times. Um, Well, and I guess this concludes our 30 minutes of talking about nothing at the beginning of our episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're at like 20-ish minutes. That's like pretty healthy. We're doing good. There are three things we love. The holidays, our dogs, and the classic peanut butter pie at the Contemporary. Mm -hmm. But we're only going to talk about two of those right now holidays are around the corner and we've got a great gift idea for you our partners at pet creations art will hand draw your pet as a cartoon on a few items and when we say cartoon we mean disney style cartoon people and they'll draw it on a canvas a mug or a fleece blanket whatever you want you just upload your photos to pet creations art and they'll work their magic all artwork is hand drawn by two sisters, Sally and Sophia. Obviously, I'm partial to the name Sophia because of my mm-hmm. favorite Golden Girl. They'll send you a preview within three to four days. Then, once you approve their work, they'll ship out your order. And shipping is free to anywhere in the U.S. And Pet Creations Art offers a love your art guarantee or your money back. And we have an exclusive offer for you. You can save 20% with our code That Park Life. Or you can click the link in this episode's notes. It'll take you directly to the website and automatically add in the discount code. You're one click away from having your fur baby drawn as a Disney cartoon. So a lot of questions get asked of Google about Disney World. So I thought it would be fun to comb through some of the more popular questions that people out there in the internet universe are asking uh, about Walt Disney World. And if you're wondering how we found these questions... I was just typing in like, does Disney, and then like left it open and see how it auto filled, or like where is or what is, and then I would put in like a Disney park, and then underneath that I would check people are also asking, and then I would take those questions out, 
the like the the good ones. There were some like silly questions in there that I think we all know the answer to. Um, but some of these I'm sure you've maybe thought of or even Googled before. And on some of these, I still feel like I learned some things um, about about some stuff. And one of the questions is about Epcot, and I swear I can never get the facts right. So I'm so glad that that's the one we're choosing because I'm sure you're thinking the same thing about what's currently going on at Epcot. Yeah, like, I can't what keep are they doing? Straight. I don't yes. know. All right. So what's the first question we got? The first question is, does Disney do fireworks in the rain? And the answer to that is, yes, most of the time. Light to moderate rain, they'll do fireworks. Um, just, I don't know, because they can still do it at that point. Mm-hmm. But if it's like severe rain, wind, or it's lightning for sure, um, a lot of times that prevents them from doing the fireworks. And sometimes mm. they'll delay them, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. that stuff will um, just delay them a little bit. But I feel like it's rare when they just cancel fireworks. Don't you feel that way? Um, yeah. I mean, I've been to, believe it or not, I've been to different um, like hard ticket events, like parties. Yeah, because they can't, like, can't keep delaying it kind of a thing. Because they have the parade and stuff that they still want to do, but yeah, they'll if they don't want to cancel it, right? Because that's a that's a disappointment for everybody. So if they can delay it and they see that the weather is gonna fly by, that's the thing about Florida weather, right? It usually comes in fast. It's usually pretty severe, but it goes out fast. So um, um, it, they gotta yeah. keep. I'm sure they keep their eyes on the radar. So yeah, uh, I, they don't no. want to deal with all the people who complain that anything's canceled. So as if like, they control the weather, yes. especially for parties and stuff, because you know a lot of people oh, yeah. be like, well, you know. We didn't get to see this or we didn't get to do that. And they will, a lot of times they will give you tickets to like a different night. Um, yeah. Or at least a ticket to enter the park. Because if the yeah. all other party event nights are full, they can't get you in. But they'll right. give you, sometimes um, they may offer you a ticket into just a regular day, you know, in the future. For sure. All right. What's next? Next question. Does Disney sell alcohol? And a big capital yes here. Yeah, yeah. They do now. They haven't always, <laughs> but they do. Yeah, I mean, so I, they, I feel like they always have. It just depends on where you can get it. You can now get them in the parks. Yes. So in Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom, you can purchase alcohol like everywhere. It seems at counter service locations, quick service locations, and table service locations. Mm-hmm. However, in Magic Kingdom, it's table service only. Yeah. So Magic Kingdom, you can't walk up to like a bar um, at a quick service or whatever and just walk around with it. You do have to sit down and, and drink it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Epcot. Because we all know that Epcot stands for everybody comes out trashed. Yes. Um, you can get a, you know you can drink around the world, right? That's like a thing that people do. They do. Um, they as far as the resorts the go, every resort has a bar. Mm-hmm. It just depends on the type of the category of resort for what type of bar they have. The value category of resorts, so the all star sports, music, and movies, as well as art of animation and pop century, all have poolside bars. So kind of mm-hmm. have to like go outside to drink for the most part as far as bars go, whereas the moderate and deluxe category resorts have nicer indoor pool, uh, indoor bars and lounges as well as some pool bars outside. Yeah. And I do, I remember it cause it's like only, I feel like in the last 10 years that they started selling alcohol in, uh, magic kingdom. I feel like, I mean, there's yes. other parts. And it too, was a big deal. It was a big deal when they started at magic kingdom, but again, yes, it wasn't it, like, Oh, well you could go get it and walk around. It was like, no, you can, you can get it, but it's at a table restaurant now. And you have to finish so. it before you leave. Yeah, you're not gonna be. You're not going to see people walking around with a drink in their hand, an yeah. alcoholic drink in their hand at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of just more so because you have people coming from all over the world, and like a lot of times it's just customary that you have it at meals. So, anyway, okay, the next one. This one's gonna be a deep dive for both of us, right? Okay. Yes. Uh, what is Epcot building right now? <laughs> well, gather around, children. We have a story. T- story time for you. 
Um, yeah, so there's four neighborhoods. So World Showcase is that's basically it is what it is. There's really nothing being nothing going on there. They haven't mentioned anything else about Mary Poppins. Um, I think as far as we know, didn't they nix that? I don't think they specifically came out and said it's canceled. Okay. They just stopped talking about it. So okay. Mary Poppins was announced to be um, coming to the UK Pavilion, mm-hmm. like 17 Cherry Tree Lane, it would look like. But yeah. it was included in the Epcot experience. And then COVID happened, yeah. and then they just stopped talking about it. They were like, that was a great so, um, idea starter. Yeah, um, great So we don't yeah. know anything about that. So that was World Showcase, and everything else there is staying the same. World Nature is to the right of Spaceship Earth. So when you come in, Spaceship Earth, to the right. That's World Nature. Um, eventually they are working on the journey of water, which is inspired by Moana. Um, you can actually go on Disney's site, I think now, um, or the YouTube page and they have like, mm. you can go look at the progress of that happening now. Cause they've mm. been working on the rock work and all that stuff. It's going to be really cool looking. Um, so that's happening there. And then I think that's it there. Um, yes. I think like for the journey of water, like Disney's basically saying it's a lush exploration trail. So Obviously, it has like living water. Like it's a whole. If you if you've watched Moana, you know like the whole theme around the water. Mm. So they want guests to come in and be able to like play with it and like it's magical and it's living water and so it's going to be a walkthrough um, like attraction basically. One of the other neighborhoods, World Celebration. This is three out of the four neighborhoods. Uh, this is just behind Spaceship Earth. So if you're walking in, you know, go past it mm-hmm. where the old like flags, yeah. uh, like triangle things used to be where the big fountain was. That's yes. what we're talking about here. Um, that whole general area, part of it's already done. We already have connections, mm-hmm. eatery and cafe, creation shop and club cool. Those have all reopened. But the parts that they're still building in Epcot um, will eventually be Communicore Hall, which is supposed to be a multi-use facility for festivals it may or may not include a dem- demonstration kitchen, a mixology bar, and a new location called Mickey and Friends. It's a meet and greet. So remember they had character spot mm-hmm. in Epcot. It's that kind of thing, but they're yeah. just calling it um, Mickey and Friends. Um, along with Communicore Hall will be Communicore Plaza. This is an outdoor space um, in World Celebration, and Communicore Plaza We'll have a large central planter, which doesn't sound very exciting. But if you look at some of the concept art, mm-hmm. it's supposed to change based on the season. Okay. So they are saying this is a way to, quote, amplify festival themes in the front of the park. Cool. That's World Celebration. Right? We're celebrating different things, right. different times of the year, typically in order to really, like, get immersed into the festival other than at the little entrance, you know, before you get to Spaceship yeah. Earth, like where the big flower bed is. After that, the festival is pretty much over until you get into World Showcase. Whereas this um, is going to bring it um, really to the more central part of, of the park that you can't currently walk through. Um, I'm kind of like, I'll, uh, tell me more about this mixology this... bar. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds like they're going to use a, a space as more of like a, a way to, to be an exhibit, right? Because Epcot, yeah. for a long time, especially in the 80s and 90s, was all about exhibits. So it looks like they might be exhibiting more of what's happening behind the scenes in terms of kitchens and, and what they do for the, yeah. for the drinks. So that's World Celebration. World Discovery might be done, basically. So this is off to the left. Mm -hmm. So this includes Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind, Mission Space, the Space 220 restaurant. We haven't heard anything on the new Disney Play Pavilion. This used to be the Wonders of Life Pavilion, which is just between Cosmic Rewind and Mission Space. It's that big dome that currently is unoccupied. There were a couple of years they used it for the Flower and Garden Festival for like a little exhibit space. But... Disney announced the Play Pavilion two D23 Expos ago, mm-hmm. 
Um, but that has nothing. It was the same really as the Mary Poppins one, wasn't it? I feel like that was all in the I same. I think so. Thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we've had a D twenty three since then, and neither one of those um, things were mentioned in this one. So, lots of things being built at Epcot now. Ooh. So when you go into the park, how you navigate it like changes month to month. It seems you still can't cut directly through. Like you have to go left or right um, after space uh, spaceship Earth, which leads you to basically cosmic rewind or the knee, the uh, the seas pavilion you can't really go like directly mm-hmm. through so lots of uh, lots of walls up and some construction sounds during the day but we're getting there yeah, it'll be we're nice when all of that stuff is removed yes you can see through the park again all right what do you got next uh, next question what is the best snack at magic kingdom so obviously a bit of a, a personal choice mm-hmm. so we'll we each have our own answer here um I'm just gonna go ahead and say a candy apple of any variety, really. That's my that's my jam right now, because um, I I feel like it's it's you get a lot for for the money that I'm spending. I feel like I get a, enough for the money I'm spending at a big old candy apple. You like the candy apple, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I went more. Like, did you take this as Savory? like a take like a take home snack or like something you could get? I would say um, any any way you define a snack, because okay. like a pretzel could be a snack or yeah. a spring roll could be a snack. Yeah, yeah, that's so. kind of the way that I went. I actually have like a few different ones. Is that okay? okay. I couldn't really pick one. It really depends on the mood you're in. Um, so the first one that I said was the waffle sandwich at Sleepy Hollow. Mm. I think that's a great. You can get the sweet one or the savory one. I feel like those are good. Well, I mean, you can kind of make a meal out of it, but I thought it was like it's a good like hearty snack. Um, we also like to do the Dole Whip float at Aloha Isle. And then my like last, but you know, certainly not least, the one that I really love is to get an ice cream sundae at the Plaza ice cream on Main Ooh, Street. That's, that's like my favorite. One. I have to, Doug's always like, well, when are you going to get your sundae? <laughs> what kind of sundae are we talking here? Um, I like to do mint chocolate chip with like fudge on top and whipped cream. Ooh. And yeah, that's what I like oh, to do. Gosh. It's so good. And I like to get it, you know, they come in the waffle cone bowl or whatever. So. You got to get it. So good. Yes. So those are my favorites. And okay. I also right. usually take home a caramel apple, like a chocolate okay. dipped caramel apple. So you can throw that on there too. I love all the snacks there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm all so of a sudden good. very hungry. I know. Okay, this next one is, what are the best Epcot rides for adults? What a random oh. one too. Yeah. What are the best Epcot rides for adults? Okay, well, obviously we said Cosmic Rewind. Mm. Um, Test Track, meh, I would say. I wouldn't say that, but I guess Google says that maybe. Or did you say that? I said that. Well, okay. I was just thinking of all of the, like, if I were to list the attractions out for people, I would recommend Test Track for an adult. Yeah. Meaning, like, I wouldn't recommend necessarily, like, living with the land, although I would, right? Right. But if a, if a, if a normal adult were to approach me, um, I would recommend Test Track over maybe the, like, the, the Grand Fiesta Tour, living with the land. Yeah. Turtle Talk with Crush, The Seas and Friends, you know, with Nemo yeah. and Friends, that kind of thing. Um, I mean, you have Soren on here. That's good. Uh, Mission Space, I feel like it's just crap anyway. So I wouldn't <laughs> recommend Mission Space to anyone. Okay. But yeah, if you're adult, sure, go try it out. Whatever. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I, I took this question as for um, for adults who are not, quote, Disney adults, right? Yeah. Like as a as the, the run-of-the-mill adult. Yeah. Yeah. I would say Cosmic Rewind and Soren would be my top two. Yes. I would sure. agree with that. I mean, if you're a kid at heart, there's a lot to do there, but yeah, you know how it is. Yeah, there's plenty of things. Speaking yeah. of things to do at Epcot, the next question mm-hmm. was, can you do Epcot in one day? And um, I think we have different viewpoints on this. So yeah. how do you feel about this? So I basically would say it depends on what you want to do. 
Because for us, now listen, you can't do everything in the park in the whole day. Like every single thing. Okay. There's just a million things to do. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. It's like, you can't do it all. But for us, like we would argue that you could do it in a half day, go first thing in the morning, hit all the rides that you want to hit. And then if we want to take a quick stroll through world showcase, not really stopping a lot in world showcase, just kind of making the round. Um, and then like you can leave basically after that. So, um, I mean, you could do lunch there if you wanted to, that's typically what we do. Like a lot of times we would go to Epcot in the morning, do all the things and mm. then leave and then go to magic. Kingdom. Yeah. And then we go to magic kingdom and that's <laughs> kind of changed a little bit just because post COVID things take longer or whatever, mm. especially now with, um, guardians of the galaxy, like, you kind of want to stick around it if you don't get um, if you don't get in the virtual queue or whatever first thing mm. in the morning you can try again at one. So that's kind of one reason to stick around. But I would say absolutely, yeah, you can do Epcot in one day like easily. Um, okay. Just depending on what you want to do though, like if you want to go and look at every single thing in the world showcase, like that's going to take some time. Um, yes. You know, depending on what kind of meals you want to do. Yeah, but I would say like as far as attractions, like major attractions and things like that, like yeah, you could totally get it done in a day. What, yeah, what I mean, say? I agree with you. Like in in this point in my life, I don't typically do a full day of Epcot. Yeah. Even before we moved here, like on a va- like truly when we were vacationing here, um, taking the perspective of someone who is what I'm calling an infrequent visitor. So if I were googling this question because I like I don't even know who to ask, right? Because typically you're asking Google something if you don't have like someone in person you might be able to ask. Yeah. Um, so if I'm thinking of it from that perspective of someone who like maybe doesn't go to Disney very often and doesn't even really know like what's there at Epcot to do and can I do Epcot in one day or should I buy another day's ticket mm-hmm. to be able to get things done? Um, with that in mind, I would say you probably need two days to do Epcot. Like if you really are going to do the entirety of, of Epcot, because mm-hmm. I think if you do some exploration or full exploration of World Showcase, that's like almost a full day's worth of activity. I mean, maybe not park open to park close, but a, like a large chunk of the day could be spent at all 11 pavilions, like actually checking out each individual shop. Mm-hmm. Some of them have actual rides, yeah. like attractions where you're on a boat. Most of them are boats, except for um, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Mm-hmm. Some of them have shows, obviously, shows. right? Like Canada, France, mm-hmm. Japan, China, all have sit down or stand up theater shows if you want to like actually immerse yourself in some culture there some of them have performances right italy you'll see the i forgot what the street performer was doing when we were there yesterday they were doing something you know mm-hmm. everyone was gathered around to watch um i don't think the performers outside of the china pavilion have come back yeah, from I don't covid think, I don't think they have either um don't think they have either but or if they ever are going to i don't know uh, but there's just like a lot of stuff and that doesn't include the re- the rest of epcot right mm-hmm. And that doesn't even include if there's a festival going on because there's if there's a festival like Flower and Garden where there's other things to do. Right. In other words, like the Butterfly Tent, mm-hmm. which I guess is in Future World, not, not Future World. That's not Future World. That's one of the other neighborhoods, yep. which I'll never know the name yep. of. Um, <laughs> there's just more to do. So I would say unless you're going during Diet Epcot season, which is a couple of weeks of the year now where there is no festival going on, mm-hmm. maybe you'll want to squeeze it in one day. I think the real the real advice I could give there is, you know, pull it up on the app and see what attractions you really want to do. Mm-hmm. Although I will say not everything is really well listed in the, in the app as far as the world showcase pavilions go. Cause even just like us, we were kind of bouncing in and out of the, the countries yesterday while we were there, mostly looking for air conditioning. But when we, I swear, whenever we explore the store and the Japan pavilion, we find like the funniest and coolest merch mm. items and merchandise items in there. So like, 
I'm not going to recommend you buy a park ticket to go check out fun Japanese pavilion merchandise. Right. But like I always find it whenever we're exploring around, we always like find like fun stuff. I found a little mini dachshund calendar. Like it's a mini dachshund dog, but the calendar itself is small. We're talking like four inches big. It was adorable. <laughs> and I almost got it because it almost looks like our dog Reba. Like that's what I'm talking about. There's all kinds and all kinds of um, fun candy in that candy store oh, in the Japan pavilion. Yeah. Yeah, so just like what you were saying, it really depends on what you're looking to do. And I would say if you're a more frequent visitor, probably a half a day yeah. to, a, to a day. Yeah. Um, but if you're, if this is maybe your first time ever or first time in maybe five to ten years, I would give yourself two days. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, and that kind of leads us into the next one, which is can you do Hollywood Studios in a day? Yeah. And I kind of said the same thing. I'm like, I mean, it depends on what you want to do. I would say mm. there's probably not as much to do in mm. Hollywood mm. Studios as there is in Epcot. Um, but we definitely, we kind of do the same thing. Mm. We just get everything done that we want to get done. And then we go to Magic Kingdom. (laughs) Yes. Um, that's just typically how we roll. But yeah, I mean, depending on the rides, like if you're wanting to do every single attraction and show, yeah, you could, I mean, I'd, I'd say you could still get it done in a day. Um, you know, but like me, if you're going to add meet and greets and stuff in there, like, yeah, that's going to take up extra time too. But I would say Hollywood studios. Yeah. You could do it in a day. I agree with you there. I don't feel the same way about Hollywood Studios as I do Epcot. I feel like there is a, there is significantly less to do mm-hmm. in Hollywood Studios, and I think you can do it in a day. However, if you have to wait two and a half hours to Rise of the Resistance, maybe maybe you'll need more than one day. But yeah. get there early and rope drop that. Um, but I, th- I think you could do – I think you'll find that you can do everything your family wants to do um, for the most part in the park in one yeah. day. If you're just more of an exploring kind of family, mm. like, yeah, then it's going to take longer. But yep. otherwise, you can get it done. Okay. What's next? This next question Ooh, I can't wait to uh, this one. that people Google is, is Walt Disney World fun for adults? And I tossed out the phrase uh, Disney adults before. And there are quite a few people who throw that word around on the internet, mm-hmm. often as an insult. And uh, and I don't care. You can call me whatever you want because you're going to catch me in the parks every single week enjoying myself. Having a fun time. So, yeah. So if you consider me an adult, um, I don't know that I am. I know that I am biologically, mentally. Who cares? <laughs> uh, I I like to think I'll have fun in like whatever I'm doing. But yeah, I I would I would say yes. Um, if you look around, you'll see a bunch of people there without kids, and you'll see a bunch mm-hmm. of people there with kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point think isn't that what walt disney wanted was a place that he could bring his kids to and also have a fun time that's right. so that's the point so yes i would say a big old yes as an answer to that question so for me i would go as far to say that it's actually more fun for adults <gasps> how dare you beth i have kids and my kids are the best well, you can't well, say let that. me reason with you there okay good. <laughs> i said one kids don't even know what they're missing there's a lot of mm. stuff that like you really can only do because you're an adult but when it comes to rides and food, things like that, like there, think about that. Think of attractions and food and how much more things adults can do that kids actually can't do. There's certain that rides that you can't ride because your kids aren't big enough. There's certain food that your kids don't eat because they're too young um, or they're just like they don't appreciate it. So I think between rides and food, like I think it's kind of more, there's more fun to be had by adults there. Um, and I would say most of the time. When we have friends that are going, they're like, oh, and of course we're bringing grandparents so that we can actually like go and have some fun ourselves. Like that's yeah. their favorite thing is, yeah, they want to go and have fun with their kids, but they also want to go and do stuff because they know that their kids can't do everything that they want to do. So, mm-hmm. yes, I think the point is, is like it's fun for everybody, but I would say it's more fun for adults because of all the things that your kids just can't do because they're not big enough yet. So. Fair enough. There you go. 
Yes, I'm I'm on board, and I was. Do you like my role playing as devil devil's advocate yes, in there? I do, I do. Um, okay, are you ready for this next one? I know this is yes. like your favorite thing to talk about. What is the latest Disney scandal? What is <gasps> everybody up to? I'm just kidding. Scandalo. Scandalo. Um. Yeah. What do you think? What do you? What is the latest Disney scandal, Greg? <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask. If you were to ask a website that delivers Walt Disney World news <laughs> and they deliver that news today, they'll tell you that a huge scandal is that they're replacing the purple roadway signs to the blue-based ones. Oh my gosh. Which you know How what? Dare I, they? I, well, I understand that maybe there's some nostalgia attached to the purple signs, myself included. Right? I mean, I grew up in the 90s right so like i remember that if you were to ask me like if i were to describe disney world to you i would say (laughs) i would say purple signs but um sometimes i sit there and i see people talk about their passion for the purple signs as if they travel to disney world to see the roadway signs and i kind of want to ask them do do you do you fly here to look at roadway signs or do you go into the park because if you go into the park, maybe just let the roadway signs be roadway signs. That's what I say. But what do I know? I'm just a Disney adult. Sign Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, okay. man. If, Are you done? Because I'm I ready spent... to talk about the real scandal. <laughs> but wait, I just, I want to, I know I'm like kind of saying that a little yeah. tongue in cheek there, but um, I, like my own personal perspective on life is if I really sat down and thought about things that bothered me, I think I'd be an unhappy person, mm. right? So like, yeah. would I prefer the purple roadway signs? Maybe. Do the blue ones bother me? No. Well, no, because they literally have zero impact in my entire experience. And they're experience pretty. The they parks. look pretty because they're new and shiny and I newly painted. I think they look painted. more a little bit more modern. Yeah. They're more clean. They do look less um, old. Yeah. Right? I mean, the purple signs are something that we grew up with, but like... That, it's Listen, like if you would have seen thing. what we saw that day that they were changing the ones outside of Disney Springs and how many layers of paint they were literally like, <laughs> they had like a hammer and a thing and they're hammering off the layers of paint. I was like, yeah, that thing needs to be redone for sure. Yeah. However you know many what? times they've, they've coated that thing, like it's time. So well, you know what's going to happen? Just write this down. Okay. It's, mm-hmm. it's November of 2022, 10 years from now. They're going to change the signs, and it's going to be, I can't yeah, believe yeah. They took the Disney blue signs. is changing the iconic blue signs. Everyone <laughs> knows the blue signs. If you say Disney, people say blue signs. I say Disney, you oh say blue. Like, yeah. So yeah. just think about that. However many years ago when they made them purple, mm-hmm. it's going to change. Things change. Yeah. People from like the However, seven. don't change people mover. Whenever I say like <laughs> things change and I'm cool with it, yeah. in my head I'm like, but don't effing change people <laughs> mover change in any way. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. But anyway. But anyways, the real latest Disney scandal, we won't really get far into it, but it's it's uh, that Bob Chapek has you know been fired and Bob Iger <sighs> has come back. And now they're <sighs> finding out all of these things about Bob Chapek. Apparently he cooked the books. That's the alleged thing that they're saying is that he, scandal. yeah, he is a very scandalous, um, that he basically fudged numbers to make it look like the uh, Disney Plus, I think, was more profitable. Was it Disney? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um, and they fired a lot of top people since then. So we're very mm. curious to see how all of this is going to play out. Um, but time will tell. We don't really know details yet. It's just all of the allegedly. So do what you, w- do what you will with allegedly. But that's the latest scandalous. <laughs> What's next? Okay. Uh, next question that people out there on the interwebs Google, what hasn't reopened after COVID in Walt Disney World? Mm. What a great question. Because honestly, this is something people still ask me to this yeah. day. Like, wait, did such and such come back? Yeah. So let's go park by park. And obviously, you know, depending on if you're listening to this currently or in the future, <laughs> this is all as of November of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, at Magic Kingdom, the following has not reopened since COVID. Enchanted Tales with Belle, 
the Walt Disney World Railroad, although I did see it out yeah, on the track. We didn't talk day. about that. Like, seriously, what? Yes. Well, they've been testing it for a while, but they tested it out like over the main street station, which was cool. And I happened to be did walking you get in to the, hear the uh, I heard a lot of the steam. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, it was cool. So, anyway, okay. Enchanted Tales with Belle, the Walt Disney World Railroad, the Briar Patch. That's the mm-hmm. gift shop that was near Splash Mountain. You could take a guess as to why they didn't reopen mm-hmm. and won't reopen. Yep. Um, Pete's Silly Sideshow. So that's the character meet and greet over there in Storybook Circus, not Storybrook Circus. Very different. Mm-hmm. And the Main Street Trolley Show, which I yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, I forgot. I kind of forgot existed until I thought about it. I was I'm like, oh my gosh, right that's right. Down the middle of Main Street, USA. It's that one, right? It's a travesty. Yeah, How I mean, did they you do. Forget about that. I don't. There's so much other know. stuff like going on, I guess. But yeah, it's yes. such a great show too. I know. <sighs> So um, I couldn't think of anything for Epcot okay. that specifically did close because of COVID that hasn't reopened. Okay, you're not missing anything. Well, Probably I think because maybe some of the performers, had, well, right? Well, they already had, yeah, the performers, the uh, the ones in the China Pavilion. Or is... China Pavilion. And I think the UK or Canada ones were getting scrapped. Anyway? No, actually, no, they're still out. They still have, it's just they have a lot of live music over different groups. There. Yeah. Yes. Um, just different groups. But yeah, there's they were some somewhere performing. The um, the Jamiters are around, so those, those yeah. did make the cut. Yeah. They're still around, uh, Epcot. Um, over in Hollywood Studios, Voyage of the Little Mermaid is the big one over there. That has not come back. Depends on who you ask. I try to ask around, right? Because, like, I don't know yeah. if anyone knows anything. Yeah. But I'm just curious what people say when I ask. And um, if I do ever ask, usually the answer I get is it's, it's not looking good. And honestly, it doesn't need to. In my personal opinion, yeah. I wouldn't be upset if it didn't reopen and it became something else, maybe a little more modern. I don't think they're keeping it closed because they're coming out with a live action version of it because they don't really Mm-mm. do that kind of thing. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like they keep those things separate usually. So All right. Next up is Is Disney World still free on your birthday? No. But apparently there was a time when it was. In two thousand nine, as part of the What Will You Celebrate promotion, Walt Disney World offered free admission for guests on their birthdays. Um and it offered it offered that ended December thirty first of two thousand nine. So I don't remember that, but I'm trying to think if I went in 2009, (laughs) but yeah, that's kind of cool that they, I feel like maybe vaguely I remember that, but it was just the day Mm. of your birthday. Like you got to go and I guess you'd have to show ID or, I mean, I don't know how you do it for your kids. I guess you have to show a birth certificate, birth certificate, but I assume nobody really wants to be like running around Disney world with birth certificates, but I guess if it saves you like, (laughs) you know, $400, cause that's what tickets cost now. Um, anyway, <laughs> well, in 2009, there were only 300. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, nothing's really free. I mean, you can get a free birthday button and sometimes you get free desserts at different places that you eat at. It really just depends. Um, mm. so that's why we always tell people like wear the button. Cause you just never know like what kind of magic somebody might be in the mood to make. Exactly. Our yes. uh, neighbors just went and it was their first time for their entire family. And I said, you all need to be wearing like first time buttons. The whole time. Because like, you just never know. Somebody might come across like this entire family that's, um, you know, this is their first time ever and they want to make some magic. So you just never know. Anyway, next. Next question. Is Walt Disney World operating at full capacity? So we know that when it reopened post-COVID that they had, I think it was they were at 25% or, or something like that capacity. Um in the year 2022, the answer is yes. Okay. Um, it's possible that you might assume it's not operating at full capacity because the Park Pass reservation system is still in place. And although that started out as a way to limit capacity mm-hmm. because of the uh, COVID-19 pandemic, 
it's still in effect now. If I can offer a thought to you, yep. I think that the Park Pass reserva- reservation system is one way Walt Disney World can more evenly distribute crowds. Um, in other words, on those days when it's busy and people or guests are approaching the auto plaza to the Magic Kingdom and then they get turned around, um, they know ahead of time whether or not they can go to that park. And mm-hmm. it forces guests to make plans and then get to those parks at an earlier time. Mm-hmm. So as, you know, one park's not overwhelmed while the other two can handle another 10,000 people, right? Like it yeah. almost was like, why haven't they been doing that? I know that it, not everyone likes the Park Pass reservation system. It's improved immensely since it came out. I haven't really run into a problem recently. And, you know, I'm like there all the time where I can't really go to a park. I do often find that things open up a morning of just FYI, continue to check for your local yeah. or, you know, um, maybe you want to add on a day or something. Things tend to change. Also, Disney uses it as a way to forecast and for staffing levels. Mm-hmm. So they know that they need more staff on certain days versus others. They know that they'll have trends months out instead of the day of or, or week of, which is, I'm guessing, very valuable to them. Yeah. So yes to full capacity and yes, the Park Pass reservation system still in effect. Cool deal. All right. The next one, I think that's you. You're, you're using this next one. How many rides are in all of Walt Disney World? Oh, mm. I didn't know the answer to this. So I'm kind of like, I'm kind of happy to see this is one of the top Googled questions. Um, according to most sources, and the reason why I say that is like, you know, some people will call something an attraction. A uh, ride, like yeah. The definition of it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the, the common number I found was 173 attractions in Walt Disney World. This includes the four theme parks and two water parks of Walt Disney World. For comparison, um, Universal Orlando has only 31 between its two parks. So um, that's less than half, even though it's half the number of parks. But anyway, um, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure also, as a comparison, have 90, which is about right. If you think that's two parks versus our four, that's about half, about half, 173 to 90. So there's quite a bit going on here. There's a lot to do, and you can't do it all in a week for the most part. So. Especially if you go when it's cold and the uh, water parks aren't open. Oh, yeah. Okay, this next one is, what is the number one ride in Walt Disney World? Obviously, we're going to have uh, opinions about this. So mm. um, what did you have? Um, I would like to think that, objectively speaking, that the best attraction we have in Disney World is Rise of the Resistance. And I'm not saying that it is necessarily your favorite ride, but yeah. as, I think as far as immersive experiences go, I think I think that's top. Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I said the Guardians of the Galaxy is probably the best as like for roller coasters. So okay. obviously I think it's the coolest roller coaster that they have. I think it's a really cool attraction. Um, but for uh, like the actual experience of an attraction, I think Rise of the Rivis- Resistance mm. has it. Um, I just don't think there's anything like it out there. The fact no. that you have to move around to different parts um, is just really cool because you really do feel like, I mean, there's just nothing else really out there like that. Nope. But if you are more of a roller coaster buff, then Guardians is going to be your best friend there. So that's my opinion. And I happened to be on Rise of the Resistance earlier today, the day Damn. that we recorded this episode. So it was it. fresh on the brain. We've still only ridden it once, but um, <gasps> I know. Oh my gosh. Well, because it's one of those things that like we just don't really want to stress about. And there's yeah. other things that we want to do instead. So that's fair. It just hasn't really been one of those like on our list kind of thing to like freak out about. Especially because the last one we were like, we're all about Guardians. we got to get on Guardians. That's what we were more worried about. So anyways, all right, I'm going to let you take this next one. Okay, we have two left. So the second to last one, uh, this question is, what does it cost 
to join Club 33. I'm learning here. So Club 33 is not something that's unique to Disney World. There is also Club 33, Club 33 memberships at a Disneyland. If you're not familiar with Club 33, Club 33 is an exclusive club where members are able to do enter private dining and lounge areas in almost every Disney park around the world. Mm-hmm. According to Disney, the club is named after the address of the original Disneyland Club 33 location, which was 33 Royal Street in New Orleans Nolans. Square. Nolans Square. So that's where that comes from. But the actual question is, what does it cost to join well, it? Well, hold so on, quick question. For, if you're in Club 33, yes. are you in Club 33 on both coast or is it one no. per park these it's, are separate well se- i wouldn't co- say one per park disneyland like, and disney world have separate admissions okay that's what i'm wondering okay cool yes Whew. however i i'm sure there are people who belong to both yeah that's my understanding like we know because you can them. be a club 33 member and go to disney world but not necessarily have access to the walt disney world club 33 locations yeah. does that make yeah. sense okay so um, for the Walt Disney World Club 33, it's a $33,000 upfront fee and then $15,000 annually. For the Disneyland Club 33, which obviously has fewer locations, mm-hmm. um, like the one as opposed to the four here, it's 20 upfront and 10 annually. Man. Club 33 members receive a variety of benefits while in the parks. If you're wondering what those are, here you go. Um, they, As members, they receive annual park passes. I don't know if it's the Premier Pass or whatever they call it now, where it's where it's coast to coast. Possibly not. Maybe, Maybe not. it's just it's probably for the one, for the one they have admission to. Um, according to this article, uh, fifty five zero fifty single day admission tickets. So in other words, they're able to bring guests. Basically, if you do the math, it's like they could bring one guest every week. Mm-hmm. You know, for the year, um, five private VIP tours per year. They also have access to all of the exclusive lounges and restaurants. So there are four of them, one in each of the parks here. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have exclusive access to the Club 33 merchandise well, that goes with them. And those lounges, like, you get, like, free food and beverages, don't you? No, you have to pay oh, for the food. Do. That's the thing. You just okay. get access to it, but okay. then when you're there, you pay for your meal. Okay, gotcha. How do you join, you might be asking yourself. Asking. Are you sitting on a pile of money right <laughs> yeah. now while you're driving to work? <laughs> uh, guests who wish to become <laughs> members at Club 33 need to email... It's club33 at waltdisneyworld.com. Um, that's it. And you have to basically say, hey, mm-hmm. y'all, I got lots of money. Yeah. I don't know what to do with I'm it. It's coming club. out of my butt. Yes. So uh, in Disneyland, you have to submit a written letter of intent in order to be considered. And in both situations, as memberships become available, the management team will contact you. It's like, don't, don't call, call us. us we'll, we'll call, call you. you. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. It's very exclusive. <laughs> wow. Okay, sorry, I'm still like thinking about all of that. That's in, insane. Um, I mean, I'm no shade to anyone who's in Club 33. Like, congratulations, you've won in life. Um, okay, mm. the last question that we have before we wrap this up is, which is the least crowded Walt Disney World Park? Um, now, we have a disclaimer here. This is not publicly released attendance information. I don't feel like Walt Disney World has ever really done that. There's just been a, a lot of other websites that do that. So according to the mm-hmm. Themed Entertainment Association's Global Attendance Report... Wow, who works for them? Um, the <laughs> least attended Walt Disney World Park in 2021 is Disney's Animal Kingdom. Is anyone shocked? Oh. No, because they just don't really have much going on there. So, Well, it was always the bottom until Pandora opened. Yeah. And then it was number two for a while. Yeah. But now Never that Epcot has like, yeah. yeah, it's been expanding, let's say. It's it's back, um, it's back up a little bit. Hollywood so. Studios has all this, a bunch yes. of stuff. So yeah, it makes sense to me, but... 
Just a little news nug. Um, this is kind of something to celebrate because we had Katie on our show um, a while back for a cast member yes. chat from the Ganacherie. And um, it's uh, the the title of this article is that Disney Springs cast brings home the award for best themed dessert. So basically the Ooh. Ganacherie team, which is a part the team that she's part of, which I can't, I couldn't remember. I tried to look at the picture and see if she was in there, but I couldn't tell. I think she might be one of the ones in the front of that photo. Um, but anyways, okay. they won in, it's a, called an IAAPA Brass Ring Award for Best New Ooh. Menu Item for their chocolate Mighty Thor's Hammer. And you might be wondering, what does that stand for? Well, it stands for the International Association of Amusement Parks and Attractions. Um, and they just had their expo recently, and they give out these awards. Um, and so it's a big deal that they won one of these awards. So it's called the Brass Ring Award, um, and they got it for this um, Thor's Hammer thing. So. I'm just going to read a little bit from the article here. It says pastry chef chocolatier Amanda Lauder convened her chocolatiers in the shop to brainstorm about possible ways to create something fun to celebrate the release of Thor Love and Thunder. And she quotes saying, uh, we knew that Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, Mjolnir, sorry, Mjolnir, was pretty iconic. And we kept tossing around this idea. Um, could we make it into like a pinata? But basically the only obstacle in their way was how to create a mold of Thor's hammer. So inside the hammer contains six dark chocolate pieces with bits of pop rocks within it. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, they sold over 4,000 of them this past July. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. It's like an ed edible piece of art and they won this award. And I think that's really cool. So congratulations, Katie, if you were on that team and uh, to the Ganachery team. Let's do some hits, right? right. Yes, we'll go back in time for some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with The Mouselets. Make sure you're following them on Instagram and the TikToks for daily yeah. Disney-related content. Okay, um, I'll take us back to the year 2009, the same year that apparently they let you into the parks for free on your birthday. <laughs> 2009, here we are talking about it once again. Starting on this day, Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort and Cramp, cramp, cramp and Ground. Campground. That's when you go, you know, that time of the month. <laughs> yes. You don't have campground. to leave town, but you have to go to the... <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, over there at Fort Wilderness, uh, uh, they began offering sleigh rides for the first time ever mm -hmm. through the secluded beauty of the 700-acre Backwoods Resort. So this is a seasonal thing, and they're still going on, but that started in 2009, Nine. so we're four, 13 years ago. Well, I'm taking us all the way back to 1996, Whew. when the Olympics were in Atlanta. Um, 1996, this was when the very first Epcot holidays around the world began. Oh. So yeah, I guess that all started in 96. There wasn't really a thing before that. Of course, I've got a quote for you as always. But before then, if you like what you heard today, please feel free to like, subscribe, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. It just helps us become more visible in the Disney podcast community. If you want to follow us on Instagram, our show account is at That Park Life Podcast. My personal account is at The Disney Greg. And I am at The Real Beth McDonald. If you want to ask us a question, you can do that on our Instagram as well. We can also find the Ask Beth and Greg page on our website. Also on our website, you can request a magic gram. You can submit a magical cast member moment or a topic idea, or if you want to suggest someone we should interview. That's all done on thatparklifepodcast.com. If you want some behind-the-scenes access or our special weekly bonus episode, <laughs> we find out a little more about Beth and me. Yes. 
Um, that's over uh, via Patreon. So patreon.com slash that park life. Also a link. some insider tips just saying. Yeah. Just like this week. I probably t- I talked probably about things I probably shouldn't be much. talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So, uh, of course, there's a link to our Patreon page there in our episode description, along with a bunch of other things you can access. Okay. Quote for you this week comes from the one and only Mr. Walter Elias Disney, who once said, quote, When you're curious, you find lots of interesting things to do. And with that, we leave you all. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We'll see you all next week. We'll see you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye, everyone.